Another day is here, and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDSE. Uh, Vic DeVito. Uh, bonjour, Victor. Welcome to the show. Uh, you'll be pleased to know we got Izzy live from a hospital bed with you as well. <laughs> Oh, g'day lads. Uh, great to great to be on the show and as you hope you're feeling better, bro. Yeah, merci beaucoup, ça va? Ça va bien, mon ami, toi. It's uh it's a, did you did you enjoy your trip over there, bro? I did, I loved it, mate. Uh I can see why you, you spent a few years over there, Victor, and uh, it's a wonderful place. But that's enough about me. We want to talk about you, Vivi. Look, you made that trip over, and I was, I was thinking the other day, like, five years La Rochelle have been in the top flight. They've uh, round-robin, they've uh, well, lost the, uh, got to the quarterfinals, they became runners-up, and now they're back-to-back finalists. Mate, what, what makes this club so special? Mate, it's been a long grind. Um, you know, there's obviously um, a bit of history there, obviously, with losing two, two finals against Toulouse and the champions and the top 14 final. Um, but I yeah. think right from uh, my first year, we made, you know, we were battling relegation. People thought we were going to be, you know, they've got this, the season prognostic and they're like, oh, Lara Shaw probably going to get relegated. My first season, I was like, well, hang on. We've got guys like Winyato Neil, we've got Levani <laughs> Portia, you know, we've got all these guys. It was just a few little pieces that were missing, I guess, from that, that professional, professionalism piece. And I guess, you know, the coach, Patrice Calato at the time, he just, he just stuck tight to his vision of making sure that we've got a good group of uh, group of men, and then from there we can do anything. And we made our first uh, semi final that year, and from there on in, we've had some different coaches, and then obviously Rogers um, been able to give the guys a real vision that and belief that uh, that's that's taken us to the top last year and again this year. Hey, hey Victor, thanks for joining us this morning. Um, look, what is so good about your coaching staff, mate? Because like as he talks about you going on that run, but. It's about the people. I, I read a, a little piece saying uh, from Ronan, it's about good people and then turning that those good people into good footballers, which we've heard it a thousand times before. Is it that simple or is there something else that, and another ingredient that you guys are looking at? Oh, look, it's uh, for us, you know, we, yeah, 100% good people make better, you know, good footballers. But I think deeper than that, we had a lot of diversity, I guess, in our team. We've got, Guys from West Africa, we've got guys from South Africa, we've got Samoans, we've got Tongans, we've got Fijians, and we and obviously Frenchies and uh, other other guys as well. But it's just we knew that our game, our strength was our power game, and yet we weren't going to try and obviously we can run the ball as much as anyone else. But we knew that, especially for this Leinster game, we just we just knew if we hung around, we knew they were going to start hard and fast, but. We, we just had so much faith in each other and sort of the the season that we put together, especially these guys this year, that um you know eventually our power game they wouldn't be able to wear it for much longer and would come back in the end. So um I think we just knew our strengths um and guys like Ronan they gave us probably more the belief to know that you know we'd been strong in the past but never knew that we could outlast it all the way to the 80th minute. Mate, it was so good to watch seventeen nil down, and you can only imagine um, how Ronan would have approached that. But the belief in this team, and I'm going to ask you about the support, mate. 
I don't think I've ever seen any fanfare like I've seen in La Rochelle, mate. Tell us about that. Oh, mate, I tell you, I've made it very hard to leave. But um, look, <laughs> it's that place. You know, it's in a it's in a little corner just in the of west of France, and there's no fans to our south. I mean, to, to our south, there's only Bordeaux, and then five hours north, there's only Paris. So we've got this whole nook of supporters that are looking for a team, and you know, La Rochelle's just just got all this fanfare. There's not much to do on their west coast, but when the rugby's on, you know, we had like seventy odd sold out games at, at home, and that's like twenty thousand people in a row. So it's um it's it's unbelievable. They just they just live and breathe for the team, and mate, it's a it's a great great place to go and play. And we've always we always talked about wanting to make La Rochelle the one place that every rugby player would want to play, and. I think that's getting more more true as uh, as every championship comes. Hey, Victor, we had Tawera Kerbalo on last week, and uh, you know you're obviously in the the coaching setup now, and and I've heard you say that he's one of the top halfbacks running around in the French comp, which is really interesting because the World Cup being up there, and and of course they've got the best halfback in the world at the moment. If that uh, that conversation is around Tawera Kerbalo, do you think that he's a chance? Of being called into the All Blacks, or 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 that ruling which says you can't call players in that play overseas, do you think that rule needs to change? I think it needs to change. Um, obviously, for my own selfish reasons, I would have loved to have been able to put my hand up at any time for the All Blacks. So we look, we of course we go play our trade overseas, and you look at a guy like Tawida. He, you know, when he first came over, you know, to his own, you know, um, to his own admittance, he didn't have that great a kicking game and certain things and look just what he's learned over in Europe you know we all know that they can punt the ball over there and you know his box kicking game and just his tactical awareness you know over in Europe the nine runs the game a lot more than what we used to use which was normally through the 10 um, so he's learned a lot and to have a guy like him learn everything he's he has and not be available for, you know to go back and play for the team that he loves in the doors look I and I'm sure there's other players too that were at the top of their game too um, just I think it's a bit of a waste and Probably a little bit near, a bit too nearsighted for us to to not open it up for the right players. Obviously, obviously, there's going to be other problems too if you open up for everyone else. But he's a guy that's already won a World Cup for us and and shown his worth. So it would, it would be a waste not to at least open it up. Yeah, and he's hungry too, right? I mean, he's even offering to go play for Australia. That's how hungry he is. I mean, you know, that's, that's, that's pretty desperate, Victor. Um, but I've got to, got to say, <laughs> with the, I, read an, I, I read an article uh, recently. You know anything about Tawira, that guy's Mr. Code. Mr. Rugby. Mr. I read an article recently that said that he was the second best halfback in the world behind Anton Dupont. Uh, obviously, you've seen him up close. You know Anton's game pretty well. You also know uh, a bloke uh, down this way, Called Aaron Smith. I mean, where do you where do you think he does sit? Oh, I'd put him up there, just just behind Antoine Dupont. To be honest, I mean, it's it's a different game over in Europe at the moment. Um, I see, you know, in French in our French league, you can play guys that are really good teams that are really hard at the ruck. You can play teams that've got big boys that you got to watch out for. You can, can play all sorts of different styles of teams. Whereas uh, I watch Super, and it's there's a few different ID differences between the teams, but it's it's all very quite similar to be honest. Whereas I think yeah, you're you're playing your trade a bit differently over there. It's interesting, eh? But um, getting getting an idea like that because we sit down here, we're stuck in our own bubble, and we think we're going amazing, but then you go up there and you watch the the north. Like what what is it that they do so well? What can you why why are French rugby thriving at the moment? Well, look, um, yeah, I mean, my take is is that they're 
they're just so set piece oriented and obviously we focus on our set piece but they know that you know you scrum to win you know no scrum no win um and and that sounds like a pretty boring thing for us as as kiwis and i guess as aussies as well down the southern hemisphere but you know, in, in the big games, you know, that's pretty much uh, what winds up winning winning you the game. Not just a scrum, but just your set-piece parity. And they don't mind having big boys in their teams. So they've got like a, you know, look at La Rochelle, they've got a 150kg prop. And uh, Winyatso O'Neill, they've got 150kg lock. And Will Skelton, you know, and generally those body types aren't going to make any teams here in New Zealand. But, mm. you know, <laughs> over in France, over in Europe, they don't mind that because they know that it's a power game that matters. They know a big guy might attract two or three guys. They they give a chance to any man if he's actually good at rugby. If he's just good at rugby, it doesn't matter too much about his Bronco. It doesn't matter too much about skin folds. It's <laughs> just about the rugby game. So that's that's something that I learned over there that, you know, success looks different in, in different countries. Well, maybe I would have thrived over there. Bro, mate, you would have been a freaking British line, mate. <laughs> <laughs> Let's not go there. Hey, Victor, you've you've obviously moved home now. You're in Wellington with your beautiful Fano. You're doing still little bits with La Rochelle, but what are you up to these days, mate? What's the plan for the future? Hurricanes oh, mate, coach. I'm literally just in. <laughs> <laughs> nah, I'm actually, honestly, I've got a few gigs over in. Uh, over in France for the World Cup, so I've got a French agency that wants me to come and uh, host some of their clients, you know, pretty much just uh, sing some drink and talk to them about some some heyday stuff, but <laughs> basically, it's um, doing that, and then, if not, it's just uh, being a glorified taxi driver here for my kids, I mean, that's pretty much <laughs> what I what I decided to do when I left, you know, I could have had another one plus one, I could have had another one plus one with La Rochelle, it was on the table, but... I just said I needed to get home. COVID changes a lot of things and how you look at things. So having my kids back home and being happy to be with their grandma and even my grandma, um, it's, you know, four generations deep. That's everything I miss, you know, about being overseas. Yeah, and, yeah, I know exactly uh, how you feel because that was a decision I made when I came back, uh, Victor. Mate, I'm, I'm going to ask a question just given the fact that you've won two World Cups and, you know, you see the sevens and the way that New Zealand rugby are going at the moment. You're watching uh, the fly on the wall, you know, you're flying the wall at the moment looking at New Zealand rugby thinking, man, we can do things so much differently with the experience that you've had over France, especially when you're talking about the style of game that the French are playing up there. Yeah, it's, um, <clears throat> I think I think COVID just hurt us a little bit in terms of not being able to travel and then, you know, sharpen our, sharpen our blade against other, other styles. You know, we... Um, obviously, we were, we're an amazing national team, but we just we forgot that that's actually how we got better was learning and playing against different styles. And I think COVID hurt us a little bit. Whereas over in Europe, you know, they were they were constantly playing each other and just getting a little bit better, even though we thought we were advancing. But you know, when after COVID sort of was gone, we we sort of saw the saw the proof in the pudding. So, hundred percent, I think we just need to start putting some guys over there and letting them play and. Because honestly, they can. If you look at the European comp, every single one of their backs can kick, like probably 15, 20 meters further than us. And I think it's just a fact. And that's because they love football. It's because a whole bunch of reasons. But I think anytime you open yourselves up to testing yourself against different styles, it's only going to make you better. Victor, you said that you had a one plus one deal on the table with La Rochelle, but you had to come home. We've just seen uh, Brad Shields re-sign with Wellington and the Canes as well. Uh, does that mean mean you're getting the band back together? Or are we waiting for an announcement on that? <laughs> nah, look, I um, I had a few, yeah, had a few offers on the table when I, you know, I just told myself, look, I'm going to just hold them off and come back home and see how I feel. 
And to be honest, I'm probably just enjoying being retired a bit too much and I've been just having opportunities to catch up with family. Um, haven't announced anything yet in terms of retirement, but um, look, the longer you're away from the game, the more likely it's probably going to come sometime soon. So everything's up in the air right now, but yeah, I'm just taking it one step at a time at the moment. There you go. Live announcement, live on SCNZ. Victor Vita <laughs> making a comeback. We love it. <laughs> oh, Victor. Hey, uh, Victor, just, just going to tack right here. Look, I know you've got a lot of passion uh, for, for the islands and rugby, and I know one thing you were quite interested in was giving back to the island community in a, in a way. Is that sort of something that you, you're thinking about getting into? And could you elaborate a bit more on what you were thinking about? Yeah, or? so, yeah, oh, if anything, bro, it's just been, it's not so much being an agent, but there's a lot of Islanders that are still over there. Um, and mm. Kiwis as well that I know aren't coming back home because of certain uh, financial situations or decisions they, you know, wish they had done better. And if anything, I'm just kind of always fielding calls and sort of helping guys sort out their contracts or helping guys strategize about how they can get back home because they want to but just for one reason or another they think that you know it's it's like a it's almost like a shame you know like you know what it's like some guys that go away they you know they're meant to be the next big thing and then one contract might fall through or whatever but they don't want to come back because they can't face the fact that you know they didn't make as much as they might have wanted to or whatever so their whole belonging piece their whole financial piece i'm just giving little bits of help there that have helped guys to come back a little bit earlier than they would have um i mean little Exactly, but not right when they wanted to, as opposed to the fact that they'll just stay away and face the music over there. So, agent, agent, agent VV 007. That's going on. (laughs) (laughs) Definitely not an agent, but uh, yeah. Just helping a little bit. Yeah, nice, Victor. Hey, listen, mate, thanks very much for coming on the show. Really appreciate your time. Uh, it's been, been a great chat. been great to catch up, get some insight as well. <laughs> Hopefully we can chat to you over the World Cup as well, eh? Yeah, cheers, fella. Cheers, fellas. See you later. See you later. Victor Vito there with us, our AB on his OE. Well, he just finished his OE because he's back home now. Uh, and uh, thanks for setting that up, Dagger, and, and joining in from the hospital bed going over and above, mate, over and above. Yeah, I know. I need to go to sleep. I only slept two hours last night. What the hell? <laughs> <laughs> oh, and what's what's for breakfast this morning, Is? Oh, I've just had a porridge. Ah, oh, no, birch and muesli turn up with a croissant, green tea, and coffee. Whoa, what flash hospital are you in? <laughs> <laughs> oh, man, uh, um, I've got my own room. You know, it's good here, Rico. Loving it. You've seen the TV. He's got a 60-inch screen in there as well. That ain't a hospital. That's a hotel. (laughs) Good show, lads. Cheers for the chat. No worries, Dagger. Go well, brother. Rest up. Rest up after that operation. It is uh, 22 past eight here on SENZ. You're with Izzy and Kempi for breakfast. Thanks to Chemist Warehouse, the real house of fragrance.